The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, On the Road Again, featuring actor, author, playwright, and political commentator Jordan Rhodes on Talk 94.5. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome to it. Joining us live on the air is the one and only Jordan Rhodes. Good morning. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Nick. Not too far from you guys today. Wow, no wonder uh, you're coming in so clear. (laughs) (laughs) You're in Columbia, huh? I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. Yes, we had a disastrous arrival day yesterday. Got hung up on that incredible traffic on on I-77 South when some truck had hit one of the dividers and it had fallen into the field and took a... Took two hours and twenty minutes to go twelve miles. So, mm. but other than that, we're here, and of course, uh, today we're going to be looking at some homes and things, and the same thing tomorrow. Uh, I would like to, uh, I'd like to change the tax a little bit today and give your listeners some information that I think they will find quite interesting, and also you and Nick, uh, my dearest, oldest, and just best friend. Uh, unexpectedly passed away over the weekend. Oh, no. His name is John Quincy Adams III. He was a seven-generation descendant of John Quincy Adams. Wow. And he was quite a remarkable guy. He was a very well-known and respected Christian Christian scientist practitioner and speaker, went all over the world, uh, talking to people and helping people in all denominations and everything. But my career, when you get a chance to read my book, there are quite a few adventures in my book about me and John. Uh, I met John in 1960, Liz, 1960, in uh, Worthington, Ohio. I was doing my second season of Summer Stock at Playhouse on the Green. I was hired as the young juvenile, the young leading man. And Johnny was there as an intern because he lived in Ohio and he was uh, doing an internship. And we became friends and he told me he was going to move to New York and try to be an actor. And I gave him my number, which in those days, of course, was an answering service number because in those days, uh, way, way before all you youngsters' time, uh, there, was, there were no cell phones and all of that. We all had answering services. And anyway... So I met Johnny there, and uh, Johnny came to New York. This is 1960, and we became great friends. Johnny was not successful as an actor. He, he couldn't get those breaks, but he was an incredible marketing guy. There are stories in my book that I know people will not believe. There was a wonderful big-time producer of Broadway shows named David Merrick. You may have been the course of your reading. You and Nick may have read his name at some times. Uh, Johnny actually sent himself to David Merrick in a box. Hmm. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. (laughs) Absolutely serious. We got him him in a box. We sealed it up. Uh, Another friend, Gary McFadden, uh, wheeled him up there and Johnny had made all the arrangements calling and saying he was from the Long Island Railroad and he had this thing. Anyway, he, he did some really wonderful things and, and he and I, our adventures, quite a few of them are well off the charts and crazy. Uh, he went on to, uh, he, he met a young lady that actually I introduced him to and her father got John in the florist business. And let me tell you what this remarkable guy did. This is all before 
him becoming a Christian scientist practitioner. He was a Christian scientist. Because do Nick, do you and Liz remember an actress, a very funny comedian named Dodie Goodman? Hmm, no. She, she used to be on the Johnny Carson show, and uh, she was on the uh, uh, a bunch of shows. Dodie Goodman was his aunt. Okay. Uh, any, hmm. Anyway, Johnny got in the flower. He got in the flower business, and he wound up owning three or four florist shops in New York City. And he was the first guy to organize this thing to where all of the secretaries in these huge office buildings all got fresh flowers every three or four days. That's cool. And so he, he was quite an entrepreneur in doing that. And so he became very successful in the florist business. I mean, he bought a beautiful house uh, out on the island. Uh, and and uh, he just, of course, he, he had three children, uh, John, Ben, and Melissa. They're, they're all fully grown now, of course. And then he decided after he was really successful at that, he wanted to really go out and try to see what he could do as a Christian scientist practitioner or a speaker and just affected so many lives. Uh, Maravik, his wife, uh, whom, of course, uh, we were told he passed away very peaceably in his sleep, but very unsuspected. I mean, they had just gone swimming the night before. But Maravik told me just the other day, uh, we're going to have a such a we're going to have a celebration of his life in New York a little bit later. But she told me that the calls and everything she's getting from people, uh, literally all over the world and all over the country. And she, I just want to tell you about this one call she got. She got this call from this lady who said that she uh, wanted to just uh, thank him, and she had to tell the lady he had passed away. She wanted to talk to him. And she said he had done so much for her life and hmm. helped turn her life around when everything was so bad. And Maravik asked this lady, when did you meet my husband? And she said, oh, I never met him. I looked him up online, and I have only dealt with him on the phone. And that's the kind of impact that John would have on people. Uh, the most remarkable guy, uh, my I have to say my wives because I, obviously I've married before, uh, everybody that I knew that met John always loved John. They didn't just like him. And this is interesting because this is a conservative station, and you're a conservative, I'm a conservative, Nick's a conservative. John was a liberal, but John was a liberal that you could, now, Nick, I hope you're sitting down, he was a liberal that you could actually talk to. Well, back in the old days, hey, it yeah. used to be like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you you could actually talk to, you could actually express your point of view. Uh, when Trump was elected president and people were going crazy, John said, hey, let's give the guy a, a shot. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's see what he's going to do. And you, we all know right there that that's, that's pretty amazing. But he just, uh, there were just, there were so many things, and he touched so many lives uh, and everything. As I said, he, he was my best and oldest friend. I mean, having known him since 1960 and, you know, seen all the kids and him growing up with all the kids and all of that thing. And we, uh, we as two young guys, we really did some crazy stuff together. But the listeners, if they're interested in him, they can go to John Quincy Adams third. And they can Google him, and they can get a lot of information about him and, and all the work and the 
people that he helped, uh, uh, poor people and, and uh, uh, people with uh, children with problems and all of that. And as I said, and he would talk to all denominations, and he went all over the world. He just, uh, you know, and Meredith told me the other day when I was talking to her and uh, his uh, first wife, Joan, who's the mother of his kids, Joan was telling me that we shouldn't feel bad because he had such a wonderful, remarkable life. And here's what I guess John got a chance to do that maybe we all don't get is that he actually got to do what he wanted to do in life Mm. and do that. So I just wanted to take that time and just pay that kind of respect and that to the guy because he uh, he really really was a remarkable man well, and hey, it's, uh, Jordan sorry for your loss man yeah yeah so but anyway that's the uh, that uh, that news uh, really took the wind out of my sail over the weekend because uh, mm. uh, I got that but uh, anyway so that's the so the listeners if the, if they want to look up I mean there may be some Christian scientists listeners out there Johnny was not. He was not prejudiced. In other words, if uh, he didn't care if you were a Christian scientist or not, uh, he you know he would go and talk to all kinds of people and just just did all kinds of wonderful things. And then you know stepped away from that incredible career he had as a as a florist, you know selling those flowers and all. And with everything that's going on today, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about Hunter now, uh, Hunter Biden getting his allies together to go and attack all the people that are telling these terrible stories about him. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's, uh, that, that's, that, that's kind of my, I'll get off my soapbox. That's my, <laughs> that's my thing. That's, that's, that's my thing for the day. But, uh, anyway, if, if when you get around uh, to reading my book, you will find these things in my book about Johnny. And as I just said a minute ago, when I tell that story about him mailing himself to <laughs> David Merrick in a box, no, nobody believes that. They they just they, they go what? And of course, I don't know what happened in the office when Johnny popped up out of the box in David Merrick's office as he's sitting there, this huge thing. And I'm I guess it's just too long ago, but I'll tell you the kind of guy David Merrick was as a producer. He had he had Hello Dolly. He had the biggest hits on Broadway at that particular time. And here's the kind of guy he was. He was putting a straight play into a musical theater in New York on Broadway. And the musicians union came to him and told him, you have to hire musicians. And David Merrick said, no, no, it's a straight play. I I don't, I don't need any musicians. And they said, no, it's a musical house. So the union requires that you have to have 12 musicians. And so Merrick had to hire 12 musicians. Now here's David Merrick. And I'm not saying I was a fan of his, but, this just appeals to me. So David Merrick said, okay. So the guys that got picked from down at the Musicians Union, the 12 guys that got picked, thought, boy, what a gig. He always has hit shows. We'll be paid for who knows how many weeks, and we don't have to play. David Merrick said no. He made those musicians come to the theater during all the rehearsals, and every night when the show opened, they had to be there at half hour before the show, go down in the basement of the theater and play for the entire time of the straight play, which is going on upstairs. And the musicians went nuts because he said, no, if I've got to pay you, you got to play. Hey, I so like the musicians, 
Yeah, so the musicians had to go in the basement and, and they had to play music for the run of the show because that, that's what the deal was. So that's the kind of guy he was. And this is the last thing I'll tell you. Here's what Johnny told me. When Johnny popped up out of the box in David Merrick's office, which I just can't imagine this big producer sitting there at his desk and all of a sudden this big box that's been brought in by this Railway Express guy, a guy pops up out of it. And Johnny had such a he had such an ingratiating personality anyway. And Johnny said that he stepped out of the box and he <laughs> went over and he had to pick Merrick's hand up off the desk because Merrick was sitting there with his jaw open in his hand. He just was stunned. And Johnny said he picked up his hand and he said, uh, Mr. Merrick, hi, uh, my name is John Quincy Adams III and I'm an actor and I'd like to leave my picture and resume with you for, for any plays or things that you have coming up. And he said Merrick took the picture looked up at him, and here's what Merrick said to him. He said, son, I don't need your picture and resume to remember you. <laughs> you have made an impression on my mind that will last me until my dying day. Wow. Now get the hell out of my office. <laughs> I think I've had that impact on a few people. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> well, Jordan Rhodes' book, The Life of a Blue Collar Actor, is available on bookbaby.com. Thank you so much, Jordan, for sharing that story about your friend. And we are so Thank sorry you very for much, your loss. Bro. Yeah, for letting yeah. me letting me do that, and uh, and ne- and next week we'll we'll get back we'll get back on the Biden administration. Okay. All right. Yeah, it'll be there. Unfortunately, it'll still be there. <laughs> oh right. yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you guys, Liz and Nick. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care now. We'll be back in a moment. Merry Christmas from the Liz Calloway Show on Talk ninety four point five. 